0: get started all right everybody welcome to our show this is the blab show where we talk about what's going on we have will Hankey and russ hennavery there g'day will hey everybody how are you i am good and uh we're joined by russ today on his very first blab he's a blab virgin hey russ how you doing (laughs) what's up how are you thanks for having me oh thanks for coming on thanks for coming on so um, so if you've just joined us, we'd love you to, uh, if you wanna join us in the, in the Blab Room, um, we've got some open seats here as we discuss different things that are going on. Will, you're gonna lead us off with whatever uh, you've got on your little list there of what's happened the last few days and we're just kind have a bit of a chat about what that means to marketers and going forward online.
1: Yeah, let's start with the Periscope Live button. That's pretty cool. So Periscope's come out with a new uh, widget, I guess you could call it, that you can put on your website and it allows people to see when you're live when you're when you're actually broadcasting and uh, when you're not live it actually shows a link to your profile on periscope
0: yeah that's a it's a pretty cool little feature i think um, Russ, do you use periscope at all have you used periscope
1: nope
2: never periscope never blabbed these are t- these are two uh, live streaming uh, so that's the next thing I need to, to cross off my list. I guess yeah,
0: there's, a, there's a, lot, a lot going on, but Periscope sort of jumped out of the box. I think it's leaving meerkat in his wake a little bit. Um, but yeah, as will said, you got this little button now that you can stick on your website and you know, if you've got regular visitors and uh, they come along seeing when you're on, uh, this little button shows you being live. Um, so they can click on over to uh, see your live feed on Periscope. Now, um, I think that's going to be a pretty cool little feature that uh, they've got there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Blab does the same thing too soon. What do you think? What do you think about yeah, that?
1: I think so. I, I know that they're doing two different size buttons, and I think uh, you know once people's once it really gains the uh, attention of the main the main the mainstream, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Uh, people will be more familiar with it, and it'll just be something else on your website that uh, makes you look like more of an expert.
0: Yeah. You know? Definitely. Um, What do you think about that, Russ? What do you think about little widgets that uh, show you when you're live doing this sort of stuff?
2: No, I think that's that makes sense. I mean, the the, I guess the attraction to Periscope and Blab and any other live streaming is that it is live, and um, you know, we had Kim Garst from Boom Social on one of our office hours calls at Digital Marketer there, and she talked about Periscope and, um, you know, I think. I think one of the the things that, that has made it take off is that people just dig being live with people like, you know, and, uh, so anything that'll bring in, I think Twitter is the main way that, that people find this stuff because it's such an instant platform. Uh, but adding something like that to your website seems to make all the sense in the world.
0: Yeah. Kim, uh, Kim's all over Periscope. She's, uh, She's, she's the super queen on, on Periscope for sure. And I know she does a, a lot of stuff on Blab as well, but she's uh, she just loves Periscope and she's uh, all for it. So um, you can learn a lot from from Kim when when she does her Periscopes. that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Coolio, anything else you wanna add there, Will? You wanna go on the next little topic? Yeah, I think we can
1: move on. Actually, the rest of the stuff we have is all Facebook related, which is kind of crazy.
0: Wow. Uh, but maybe that's not that unusual that Facebook changing on a regular basis. That's new. <laughs> yeah,
1: Right. Yeah. So, uh, one of the new things is that the Facebook lead ads, uh, actually, uh, went live. Is that today? I think for everybody,
0: uh, I think it was yesterday for everybody. I know, um, I know Molly Pittman and, um, Russ and the guys at digital market were talking about lead ads recently. Um, but it's just gone live for everybody now, which is pretty cool. Um, Ross, what are you, what are your, um, what's your involvement with Lead Ads and how you've seen those working for people so far? We've had
2: them, you know, we were part of the beta, so we had them for, I, I think we've had them for about a week and a half or something like that. And all looks good. The targeting in there is, um, or, or the features in there that, that, um, that it comes along with look very promising. Our initial testing showed that, um, showed that our leads were actually a little bit more expensive using these le- new lead ads yeah. um and you know that started to uh to uh regress a little bit more towards towards the mean i know Dennis you at bliss metrics has been he was part of the beta too and and he was seeing significantly lower costs on those lead ads but our initial testing was showing a little bit higher but uh you know, we just haven't had them that long to know, to know enough about them. And, uh, the, the other thing that, the other thing that's a little bit, you know, different about these lead ads is that since the, the conversion takes place in Facebook, you have a little bit less control over the next offer that is made. Um, you do have some control over it, but, uh, less control than you would if you drove them out of Facebook and onto your website. So, um, but yeah, these the, the these lead ads and they're kind of, it's kind of brilliant on Facebook's part, right? Because a lot of the things that you can you can ask uh people um with these lead ads is just going to add to Facebook's own database of information yeah. about about their users. Yeah. So, you know, for example, you can run a lead ad that says, you know, what kind of automobile do you drive, right? So then you you, know, you select, you know, the different the the, the automobile and, uh, of course that, you know, not only does the advertiser get that information, but so does Facebook.
0: So, so for those that, that aren't really familiar with what lead ads are, um, do you want to give us a quick overview of, you know, what, what does it look like and, and and what essentially does it do for for marketers? Um,
2: well, they, you know, the, the difference, the difference with these lead ads is that the the entire experience takes place inside of Facebook. So. Um, you know, the, it's, it's nice that, you know, in, in, <clears throat> most, you know, Facebook's, Facebook's always trying to keep people obviously on its platform for as long as possible. And this is one way of, for them to do that. So you don't have to, you know, one of the problems with them, with them, uh, allowing you to run ads is that you, know, you run the ad, the click goes off of Facebook. That's not good for Facebook. They want to keep you on facebook so uh the 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 experience takes place 100 inside of um inside of facebook and uh you know you they they allow you a, a number of different i don't know if you are you able to share screen or anything and in, in um lab?
0: no yeah. it's, a, it's a little it's a little challenging to do that um yeah, let me i'll i'll, I'll you
2: guys go ahead and, and talk i i'm going to pull up a couple things here and then i can just okay. talk about them um,
0: well, just while you're doing that i what i what i know from lead ads is that um there's the ability to collect different fields so you've got a choice of different uh data that you can collect so you're running an ad and basically you might have a sign up here sort of um button and when they sign up it just opens up a little uh populated field or unpopulated field does Facebook automatically populate some of those fields um, with their with their email sign up? I think they might.
1: I think they do. I think that was part of the thing with uh, with that working like that was that it aut- automatically populates some of those.
0: Hey, you're coming from the dead there, Will. I can't see you. There's an open seat, and I can hear you, but I can't see you. Woo, spooky! It's a new cool Halloween feature for Blood. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really funny. Um, I'll jump out and jump back in. No, I'm, I'm glad you're still there. Um, so, uh, but so these lead ads, um, basically, uh, you can you can control the the data fields that, that you're putting in there, so people can actually sign up for different things, which is pretty cool. Um, what? Uh, I mean, you've only you've only been using it for a week or so. Um, are you do, using it for for just basically easy lead magnets?
2: Um i'm not sure how Molly's been testing it like what what we're actually asking for in uh, in the ones that we're we're running right now but uh here's some of the here's some of the fields that <clears throat> so you can ask things like so basically it's you know it says create a lead adverts form what information would you like to ask for so it's like uh you know, user information do you want their email full name and then you can ask additional questions like what's the size of your company, size of your sales team, primary trade, type of legal service, health insurance coverage status. uh, What kind of, what's your annual mileage for your auto insurance? Um, You know, do you have, uh, you know, so there's all these different questions that you can, that you can ask. And like I said, the interesting thing is that they're getting us advertisers to pay to collect more information about their own users, which is really pretty smart. Uh, but you know, obviously, this data is really is really uh, useful for marketers as well. And so, I don't know. So yeah, you said it,
1: there was a place in there to to put in what kind of car you drive in, or is there? There's a place where you can fill in, ask your own questions, I guess.
2: Yeah, it's add a custom question, or you can, nice. You know, you can, uh, you can choose out of a lot of these different, uh, a lot of these different um, sort of templated questions that they have here.
0: um, One thing, Ross, you said that the the limit um, from a funnel perspective, if you're um, driving somebody to sign up, um, how do you deliver that product that you're giving them or that lead magnet How how is the delivery mechanism? What, What do they use for that?
2: I'm not even sure. I know that we had to do a little bit of uh, finagling to make these leads move into Infusionsoft for us. It didn't happen outside of the bo- out of the box. So um, there was a little bit of some API work that we had to do. That's um, kind of what I
1: was thinking. There's probably, you, you yeah. have to build a custom form and dump things in yeah. to yeah. a so, certain place. Yeah.
2: The delivery is happening. The same way it would if it was coming off of any other lead form anywhere once it hits Infusion. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, I'm not sure what all needed to happen. We, you know, but our, our tech guy had to get in there and, and I know and get uh, Infusion. And, um, I think, I think initially the, the leads, I'm, I'm pretty sure the leads were, were initially coming in as a CSV file or Excel, you know, some kind of, some kind of spreadsheet file. So you got a manual step to outline
0: to, uh, yeah, uh, so we
2: weren't gonna have that, so we had to we had to get it tied into infusion, and um and that didn't seem to be such a big deal. Like Dennis, I was talking to Dennis, you again over at Blitz Metrics and he was saying the same thing that it wasn't a big deal. But of course, Dennis is uh, like a programmer and stuff, so <laughs> you know, for me, it's like I don't understand it. But uh, it, in terms of how the how does any assets or anything get delivered, it's, this experience is the same because once they hit infusion you know we can set up those automations over there.
1: Mm. Yeah it'll it also be interesting I, it, you know with forms typically the less fields that they can fill out the better or the more conversions you'll get with some of those fields being automatically populated you might be able to get away with a little bit longer form and still get that information from people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um if you guys have just joined us thanks for uh thanks for popping on and uh, we're talking to Russ Hendry Will Hankey and uh, we're talking about what's going on. We've just had a bit of a chat about Facebook leads and uh, what's going on there. Hey, Will, want to switch gears? What else we got on Facebook? There's some other stuff that uh, Russ may be onto all over already. Yeah. So. Uh, it yeah, by like, the
2: way It looks like Ryan Dice is on the call now. So hey, yeah. Ryan, man. Hey, Ryan.
0: Hey, Ryan. So, by the way, everybody on
1: uh, on Blab for the first time down in the bottom right corner. Where is that? Right here. If you do the little props thing or whatever for Russ, that that's uh, that's what that is—the little hands down there. So uh, (laughs) you need a lot of props, Russ. So Uh, (laughs) yeah. So uh, the other big thing was the Facebook notes that they they just really revamped and updated quite a bit. And uh, I actually went out and posted one this morning uh, just to see how it worked and stuff. And it's pretty cool. It reminds me a lot of um, uh, LinkedIn Pulse you know, where you can, you can kind of post in your own blog in there. But uh, some interesting things with that, I don't know if people are going to want to basically copy and paste a blog post into there and give Facebook that content. But the notes uh, themselves do rank in the search engines, which is nice. Uh, so, you know, it does give us another outlet. Uh, the, the bad thing is it's only for profiles right now. It's not for uh, pages. So you're not able to post a note. Uh, related to your business on a page. It can only go on your personal profile.
0: Ross, are you using those notes at all?
2: No, I don't know much about it. I'm actually seeing if I can get Molly to jump on with me here.
1: Yeah, it's,
0: it's Facebook.com you know, slash have notes.
2: Have the, so this Blab stuff, you got like an open seat here. Yeah, Let's, we can open seat. I mean, if, if uh, hey, Molly, you want to
0: jump on, um, just jump on, click on the... Uh, on oh, the
2: maybe we can get Ryan to jump on. Ryan, jump on, <laughs> that open
0: seat. Come on, Ron. You can do it. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, the notes.
1: Like I said, it reminds me a lot of uh, LinkedIn Pulse, where you can basically post some sort of a blog or something like that on there. Uh, could be Could be pretty interesting. Uh, and, and like I said, it doesn't go to to the uh, business pages, so you can, of course, share that. You know, from your paste it in your profile and then share it over to your business page, and then from there do a boost post or something like that. Hey Molly. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it nice. going?
2: So Molly's blabbing too. This is this is your first blab too, isn't it?
3: <laughs> yeah, we were just checking it out.
0: Oh yeah. Good pleasure on now our. The,
2: this is this is total. This is total. <laughs> this is terrible. Look at all how many more hands you got. I
3: think, I
1: think Ryan's clicker is stuck on
2: those. Yeah, that's
3: unfair, right? Well, listen, I got.
2: I got. I want more. I want more hands. There we go. People. There Sorry, we this go. Is like, this is like a
3: new uh, toy for about.
0: us. <laughs> hey, thanks, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks for jumping on, Molly. Um, as you, I, I think you've been on, so you've been listening to what we've been talking about. I know you just uh, added an, a uh, a note about being whitelisted for Facebook going back to the lead ads. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you want to share about that that um, Russ didn't?
3: Um, I I hopped on like sort of in the middle of that that conversation, but yeah, you have to be whitelisted by Facebook um, to you know use their API to connect the leads. But you can also use something like Drift Rock or Ad Espresso um, to to connect to your CRM. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, so both of those are great tools, and they already have everything set up and connected, and um, they integrate with most CRMs.
1: So you don't have to be a programmer. That's nice.
3: No, you don't have to do it yourself. You can just use (laughs) one of those tools.
1: Very cool. Cool. So, Molly, have you had a chance to check out the new Facebook notes, the revamp that they did? No, I was actually just hold on a second, Lindsay. It's
3: like echoing.
1: I'm going to go in the other room. Yeah. yeah like I, they just launched this I mean they just did the revamp on it I think officially today so uh, yeah, it's, I haven't
3: checked checked it out I just googled it when you uh, when you mentioned it
1: earlier yeah it's facebook.com/ notes it's been around for quite a long time. Uh, I've had it on my profile for years but pretty much everybody ignores it in fact right I think if you go to facebook.com/ notes it actually gives you a feed of what other people are doing mm-hmm. on there. I think the the first one that came up on mine was 2013. So obviously nobody's using them or weren't okay. using them very much prior to today. <laughs> um
3: yeah, I've noticed. I mean, I think I saw notes in like 2007, <laughs> but it looks like
0: they're using it for content distribution now, which is cool. What do you think the um yes. how do you think that will how do you think people will adapt to that, you know, we see LinkedIn going into a more of a content platform than anything else. Do you think that uh, people will pick that up on Facebook or do you think they're gonna use other methods um, like they have been? Do you think that's a good play by Facebook's, on on Facebook's behalf or not?
3: Um, I I think it could be. There has to be a reason for people to use it, right? Um, So I guess it depends on how many people start to use it. I I don't really know what the, the benefit is right of you know why wouldn't you just publish um, on you know your your own medium and then and then distribute using Facebook especially because Facebook is a great place to distribute content um, so I'm sure they have a long term plan um, and you know they'll make it so that you know there's a reason to use it otherwise now I'm sure we'll try just like with LinkedIn Pulse. Um, We've actually realized we've we've started to use LinkedIn Pulse and then send some paid traffic. So we'll create um, a post and then we'll post that uh, a link to that pulse onto you know one of our brand pages. Run some traffic to see if we can sort of game the system. Um, and I've noticed the last few pulse articles that we've done, Russ, um, they're getting a lot of eyeballs, and I yeah. think a lot of that has to do with. You know, is if you you know, publish the Pulse article and you get a lot of traction immediately, especially from paid traffic how you know, wherever it's gonna come from, um, gaming the system, I think it's gonna rank higher. So some of Ryan's articles have been doing really well on there.
2: Yeah, I mean
3: oh,
2: Russ. Oh well the I mean there's you can definitely see like a trend towards third party site publishing and you know, Twitter dropping or talking about dropping its 140 character count limit to to allow full published articles. You got Pulse, you got Medium, you got uh, now, fa- you know, Facebook uh, allowing full, you know, publishing a content into their platform. And, and again, it goes back to this idea that they want you on their site and they want you right. to stay there um and and going back to like what molly's talking about i mean one of the one of the things we've realized here at dm is that we can use one media asset to grow another one so mm-hmm. a podcast that was launched by digital marketer that that molly is so much a part of is called perpetual traffic and we used our email list and our blog and other assets to grow that perpetual mm-hmm. traffic podcast pretty much immediately you know catapulted it to new and noteworthy and, and and shot it up to number one in the business section and stuff in iTunes. And, and not everybody's gonna be able to do that. You're not gonna have this giant media asset that you can use to necessarily launch a new one, but you can use other assets. Like even if you just have right. a couple thousand people on Twitter, what you wanna be doing is bouncing people from one channel to another, right? So you use Twitter to grow Facebook, you use Facebook to grow, um, your blog, use your blog, bounce people over to your LinkedIn Pulse articles and, and sort of uh, use use one media asset to grow another.
3: So well, it's that's- important, yeah, for diversification. And we learned that the hard way. You know, we've had a few sort of run-ins with Facebook where we've lost our ad account or our pages um, and everything worked out in the end. But it was kind of a moment where we sat back and realized we needed to diversify our traffic. So how can we use our Facebook following to grow our YouTube channel, right? That's something we're working on right now. And I think it's important people think, oh, I need to use this um, media that I built to send traffic to a landing page and generate leads and sales. And obviously that's important, but if you don't also spend time diversifying your traffic sources, um, you, you can get yourself in a sticky situation.
2: Yeah.
1: So yeah, now we threw blab into the mix. Yeah, too.
2: this right. is kind of cool. Yeah, you got to use Periscope to grow, grow blab.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Russ was
3: like, "I'm blabbing today." What <laughs> <like>, oh, <laughs> is that? <laughs>
0: um, just, just uh, on that, Molly. So with your LinkedIn Pulse stuff that you're doing, you're driving. Uh, you're using other forms of traffic, Facebook, um, or whatever it may be, to go to the Pulse article in LinkedIn. And then hopefully from there, people will go back to your your own site so you can retarget them that way. Is that that the sort of method that you're doing? Yeah,
3: using, um, yeah, so, you know, we'll publish a Pulse article and then post, you know, a link to that article on our Facebook pages and then run those posts as ads. So Uh, just paying to get a bunch of really quick, heavy traffic to the article um, to see if we can, um, you know, show LinkedIn that this is interesting and, gotcha. you know, this article should be shown to more people.
2: It's kind of like priming the pump so we, for it, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it shows like LinkedIn sees a lot of views coming into it. It's getting a lot of thumbs up. I mean, it's it all starts with having a great piece of content to start with. So you got to kind of start there. But once you do like here at DM, we're not we're not afraid to throw a little cash at something to get to get the sort of uh, wheels turning on something.
1: It, so is the content that you're putting on LinkedIn is that original content? It's not yeah. something you're, you've posted elsewhere. Right.
2: And you can't prove otherwise will. <laughs> <laughs> I could try. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get a Google slap.
0: I don't think LinkedIn's going to get a Google slap for having duplicate No, I,
2: I mean what I'm <laughs> seeing a lot of over on Pulse now that's interesting is people publishing things like um they'll they'll take a post, they'll put up a new post over on their blog and then they'll just take like the the intro and then they'll just put a read more link in there. Um
1: uh, that's very similar to what you can do with the Facebook Notes. I think it's, it's pretty much the same concept. Yeah,
2: and I, I, I mean, I don't know if that's that's working for them or not. It's something that we might try um, to to do as well. I just know that um, you know one of the one of the things that we're looking at in terms of how we're using our social channels, third party publishing, things like that, is that we want to be for for those people that really want to be connected to us we want to be uh, touching their, you know, we want them to have brand touch points several times a day. So uh, we want them to be on our email list. We want them listening to the podcast. We want them, you know, seeing us over on LinkedIn. We want them seeing us over on Twitter and Facebook. And we want to sort of bounce them around to those different channels um, because it creates an increased frequency, right. Of us uh, touching, you know, increased frequency of brand touch points. It's not, it's it's kind of weird, right, Molly, because it's kind of less direct response than we've been yeah. in the past, where well, we're like, How does this directly drive right. like leads and sales? And it's like, well, you know, yeah, we're, we
3: had to focus on that though, you know, like we had to make money and grow the business. And now right. that we can focus on building other media, it's actually interesting. Sometimes we can't, you know, tie direct ROI back to something, but since we have focused on you know, adding more channels and, and you know, really adding more, you know, getting our voice out there. The business has grown you know exponentially. Mm-hmm. But you'll also notice that we're starting to catch those people that aren't necessarily like early adapters into our world. So maybe they needed to read 10 blog posts and often for five lead magnets and buy a book and, and then they become a lab member, then they buy one of our bigger products. Um, but i think those are better customers in the end and not better but i think that um they turn out to be our our really brand evangelists and and that's pretty powerful
0: yeah um just uh i'm gonna switch tactics a little bit um during the week i think twitter announced their new moments which is basically the news um what sort of what you missed coming out on twitter do Molly or Ross, you guys use Twitter a lot and have you seen these moments pop up? Do you know much about them at all?
3: Full disclosure, I don't
0: have a Twitter.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I use Twitter in a binge sort of fashion and I'm sort of binged back on it right now, but um, now I'm not familiar with, with the moments stuff. I use Twitter mainly as a as an RSS feed, as a way to stay close to um as a way to keep track of a very smart a uh, small group of people that, that I want to always know what they're sort of up to. So I kind of mm-hmm. stalk them. Yeah. Twitter. Um so it's it's a process I call a short list process where I just I have a very small list of people that I keep track of on Twitter. I try to read what they're writing, I try to figure out what events they're at, things like that. Um I try to figure out where they live and you know, like
0: uh, <laughs> full, full stalking mode,
2: <laughs> so no, I'm not familiar with the moments thing
0: um um just to give you a rundown and for those that are listening moments is basically um, the the big stories that are happening like trending stories, I guess. will is that what you say trending stories for Twitter?
1: Um, yeah, I think when we talked about it earlier this week, we uh, likened it to the Snapchat stories, yeah. which are, you know, the latest things that are going on.
0: Yeah, so so Twitter now coming into the, I think it's their version of Pulse or not not so much Pulse, but it's their version of um, uh, trending stories that Facebook have got so that you get to see um, some, There's new, I think there's BuzzFeed and there's Mashable and some of those big sites that are putting their stories on Moments. Um, and I guess you know, down the track, it'll probably open up to more publishers and that sort of stuff. It'll be interesting to see if uh, you can indeed um, select different news stories or news um, suppliers for your own moments on Twitter. I just thought it'd be interesting to see if you guys are onto it yet, but I guess it's it's only pretty new too. Will, have you been seeing much happenings on Twitter with moments? Yeah, I'm, you
1: yeah. know what, I'm kind of like Russ, I, I have these wide gaps of time when i'm not on twitter at all and then i'll jump on there and see that nothing changed and then i'll you know maybe every once in a while i'll tweet something but i don't know
0: not my thing not your thing <laughs> i was saying i was saying a whole bunch of dm people jumping on today you guys must be pretty interested in blabs it's awesome <laughs>
3: yeah. i think it went out in the company
1: chat <laughs> <laughs> Wow.
0: Well, well the, the sure other thing that we have the on the uh,
1: schedule too. is is the uh, Facebook reactions, uh, which are the, the, you know, first they came out a week or two ago and said there's going to be a dislike button. Mm-hmm. Now they're coming back and saying there's going to be these emojis, yeah. uh, which are sad and angry yeah. and, you know, there's different ones. Actually, uh,
3: no, that's funny. I saw on our ad account today, what did it say, Ross? It was, uh, let me pull it up. It's like they're running tests in Ireland and Scotland today on the ads with the new
0: buttons. Yeah. Very cool. Hey Molly, have they, got, have they got like the dislike buttons in there or something similar? Did I read that? I think it's gonna be like six different options,
3: different emotions.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll paste something in the in the uh, chat right now. I, th- I think there's six different ones. They're sad and angry and sorry. <laughs>
2: and, well, it uh, is kind of weird when somebody posts something that you know it's right. obviously my dad not. died
3: and you know yeah, right. and, yeah.
2: and it's like there's 600 what? likes on this or something like,
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, you
2: know, like, and you feel weird hitting the like button and I, i'm sure that's the experience they're trying to to change but you always got to wonder like how they're going to use that you know what i mean like <clears throat> i'm always wondering like when facebook changes anything it's it's it usually has some sort of uh underlying business principle behind it like we were talking yeah. about earlier with with these lead ads where it's like, oh, yeah, like you're asking all these questions about about the that I can. You're getting us to pay to ask questions to your users and then it's going into your, yeah. you know, to In your, your
3: database, into your
2: database yes. too. So that's kind of deviously brilliant, you know.
3: Yeah. Russ said when we were talking about the Legion ads, I was saying, wow, there are so many options. Like you can seriously ask people anything. You know, the form filled can be customized. And Russ has made the good, you know, made a good point that, yeah, they're, um, you know, they're letting you collect data that they're going to keep, which is great and, and interesting. But um, and, I, I and, think that's and funny.
2: Andrew asked earlier, like, what, what we were originally testing with the lead ads? Were, you, were we testing lead magnets with those? And
3: mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I've, I've um, split tested all of our lead magnets, just a regular website conversion campaign versus Um, a Legion campaign and we'll actually have a post on the blog about it next week, but um, the Legion ads from everything that I've found have been more expensive than Mm -hmm. the regular website conversion ads. And it's also a lot harder to send them, you know, to the Tripwire page. Like they have to click to go to the next page. It's like, yes, I want to visit digitalmarketer.com. So definitely a lower conversion rate on the Tripwire sales page. So definitely not saying that they're, you know, it's a fail by Facebook or anything. It's it's just a first test, but um, I think they still have a little bit to go with those.
0: Hey, Molly, does that does that page that you click on, onto, does that have to fulfill all the uh, requirements US. of a normal page?
3: Yeah, definitely. So basically it's our Tripwire sales page with the lead magnet at the top for download. Mm. Um, but, you know, you also have to think this is just mobile. Um, although of course the website conversion campaigns that we were split testing against were just mobile too, um, mm-hmm. but you know it's it's very obvious that this is beta and they're still testing. Uh, but I think I don't know if it was as um, you know easy as they expected.
0: Is is um if for average Joe um you guys have got someone who's hooking up your Infusionsoft and done some API calls to it, but for average Joe is mm-hmm. is that, uh, is user friendly? Um, as, you know, a normal a normal lead page sort of scenario?
3: Yeah, it's definitely user-friendly. And we'll, the post next week on the blog will have more of a step-by-step. Facebook has some pretty good documentation too. It's pretty much just setting up a normal ad. You just have to create a new form, um, which is easy also. I mean, you just say, you know, I want to ask for their name, email, or this custom question, really whatever you're looking for. Um, so, and if you don't have if you don't have your account hooked up to, or if you're not using drift rock or add or a tool that's going to allow for integration into your CRM then you just go to your page and uh, you can download the CSV files and just import them on your own. Yeah, definitely more expensive by like a dollar to $2, which is crazy. So almost double what we were paying for a website conversion campaign.
0: Yeah, so we're
3: just blabbing on here because we haven't told anybody
0: <laughs> that yet. <laughs> Don't tell anybody, secret sauce. No, um, I think uh, Will, is there anything else you want to add? For and then we otherwise we'll wrap up today's call. Yeah, that's all. That's all the things that are new
1: in the last three days. You know, we do this every Tuesday and every Friday, so. Uh, who knows what will happen over the weekend?
0: And for those that don't know about digital market, Russell, or Molly, you want to tell them about the uh, the big event coming up in San Diego early next year? Yeah, go. Yeah,
3: yeah so traffic, tra- traffic and conversion summit is February 9th through 11th in San Diego. Um, you can uh, you can learn more at traffic and dot com. We're actually raising the price by $300 in like two days. So hop on if you're interested. It's the biggest conversion conference in North America. So we'll have, you know, 3,000 plus entrepreneurs there. We're adding a bunch of new tracks this year. Uh, We'll be talking a lot about podcasting, YouTube marketing, um, you know, all the traffic stuff that we do. I'm sure Russ and I will talk about content uh, and, and paid traffic and sort of how they've uh you know become one essentially but yeah it'll be fun come come check it out
0: awesome i was there in australia i missed you guys you didn't didn't see you there i did see justin there and uh a few others but um this will be my seventh convert tnc event so
3: pretty,
0: pretty excited to be there love it great event hey thanks for coming on thanks for jumping on guys really appreciate you doing that and uh if you uh, want to share this uh, replay, just tell a little bird, to the little blue button over just about there. <laughs> Click there and that will share that with your Twitter <laughs> followers and uh, people can watch the replay. Uh, we're here every Tuesday, every Friday just talking about what's going on, what's new. So um, thanks, Ross, for jumping on. Thanks, Molly, for jumping on. Thanks, Will, for, for being the other co-host. Awesome. And uh, we'll see you guys around later. This was
2: fun. Thank <laughs>